1: back to another episode of Call for Caring's Empowerment Hour. My name is Michelle Bolden, and I'm your guide as we journey through caregiving together. The Empowerment Hour will bring inspiration, education, and resources to our audience of family caregivers. We hope today's information provides you tangible actions that you can do immediately after listening to the podcast. So in our second season, we wanted to bring focus to a call for action, awareness to ourselves, family, and our community. Today's episode is going to focus on actions that are for ourselves and our family. Our discussion is surrounding the sandwich generation. You've probably heard that term before. Let me explain a little bit what that is, um, if you're not sure what it is. And so the sandwich generation is traditionally defined as those who are caring for a parent and are either raising children or a child under 18 and also or supporting an adult child. So the Pew Research Center um, identified Americans in their 40s, about more than half, 54%, have a living parent age 65 or older in their home and are either raising a young child or an adult child, helping them out financially somewhere probably in the last 12 months. Um, In comparison, um, folks in their 50s uh, uh, um, accounted for 36% of those who were sandwiched in that sandwich generation, about 27% in their 30s, and um, under 30, about 6%. So as our senior population continues to grow and their desire to age in place um, is traditionally the number one choice for seniors, so, will this need for supporting the senior, this uh, sandwich generation will grow as well? So, our topic today is entitled Grandmommy, Mommy, and Me. So, that covers those three generations we're often trying to cover, where it's granddaddy, dad, and me, and includes those generations that are encompassed in that sandwich generation. Our guest today is Albany Maxwell, and she is sharing her journey. Caregiving journey as she falls into one of those areas of the sandwich generation. So, welcome,
0: Ebony. Hey, how, are you? how you doing? <laughs>
1: good. How are you? I'm
0: doing good. I'm doing pretty good.
1: And who is the special guest we have today?
0: This is Air. Er- I bet say Eris, <laughs> because she has a sleep nightmare. This is Emmy. Emmy, is Emmy. she's four
1: months old. we are so happy to have you emmy and i know as we were talking before the plan was to have you know your husband was going to be there and they're going to kind of hang out with him but this is caregiving and honestly this is a reality and i'm almost glad it happened because other caregivers can relate to this moment right we can make plans but things happen with our loved ones that we're caring for things happen with family members and so we have to pivot and that's okay. We don't want to get upset about it or stressful about it. We just need to pivot, right?
0: Yeah, it's nothing that, uh, it's really nothing you can really do. You just have to honestly let it, you know, let it be. Mm -hmm.
1: That's right. So can you tell us a little bit about your background, you know, your family, kind of any past profession, just share a little bit about yourself that you would want us to know to kind of get a foundation of, of where you are right now. Right.
0: So um of course my name is Elbany Maxwell. <laughs> um, I am an herbalist. I am going for a registered herbal degree at home online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do we do have me and my husband do have four kids, which is um a 13, a five-year-old, three-year-old, and a four-month-old. And my I know. <laughs> And of course, you know, my mom-in-law, who is here with us, who is uh, 67 years old, um, I know that um, we've been caregiving since 2016. Mm -hmm. Uh, She didn't have eight strokes, a seizure, Mm -hmm. and um, we're originally from Memphis, Tennessee. So uh, we moved from there and came to Atlanta uh, back in 2018 of May. Okay. And been here ever since, brought my mom-in-law down here in 2019.
1: Okay, okay.
0: And uh, with everything else, I want to say that our household is definitely 24-7. It's times where I am, um, you know, I, I didn't know what caregiving was until I got into it, mm-hmm. the whole entire pandemic of it with my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that you need a therapist. Mm-hmm. I did not know that you need counseling for the kids. Um, did not know that you need to take a break every single time. Right. So these are unexpected things that I did not have any type of idea of getting into caregiving with my husband. Right. Um, one thing I am happy and grateful for is that we're able to care for her and she's in a home. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want her in a nursing home whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole purpose of her being here with us to right. avoid that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, And especially with me, as far as the herbal side of it, That helps with relaxation. if the kids are too hyper, (laughs) you know, too much at the moment, which is nothing wrong with the kids being hyper. But um, sometimes you want to make sure that they have something that's engaging. You want to be able to. And these are, again, things I didn't know about. Um, I need to make sure that I'm there with them all the time. I did not know that it was a form of, um, I guess you can say, uh, not being able to play with them every day but you know giving them little hands-on activities right. and I would like to do that with them but sometimes I'm not able to because you know yeah. I you know we have to help out my mom-in-law and sometimes okay. her blood pressure can go sky through the roof okay. or sometimes it's a little bit too low you know okay. and okay. it's like what do you do when stuff like that happens you have to take precaution you also want to make sure that we found out that you don't want her in the hospital all the time
1: right you that's know
0: because yeah that's like a a huge stamp on everything that's going on you know it's
1: for other things, things. yeah mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that that you don't have her um in the hospital all the time and then again the kids are in activities you know mm-hmm. uh in karate and you Mm -hmm. know, in meetups, you know, with the other little kids and stuff. So you have to factor that in and you think about it like, okay, so when is my husband going to get some time together? You know, Mm -hmm. we don't think about having time together. You know, Mm -hmm. we'd be so busy with everything else going on to where it's not that we forget about each other, but we're just putting our family and my mom-in-law first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it comes a time where it's like, okay, since that is taken care of, now we can go to sleep, you know, or whatever the case, but we, we tend to just make sure we make it our everyday thing by waking up and hugging each other, giving each other a kiss, you Mm -hmm. know, asking the kids, hey, what, what do you want today? Or what do you, you know, ask my mom-in-law so she can have a positive mindset too, because these type of things that, that they're in on their end, um, they may feel guilty, they may feel, you know, sad, they may feel like it's their fault, you know, a form of guilt. Mm-hmm. And we have to remind her that it's it's not guilt or nothing like that. Like, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you where you at right now, we can't go back. So it's like, what do we do going forward? We just really do our best to make sure that we're positive every single day because we are the type of family we can't plan, you know, like, because if we plan something, if we plan to go to the farm, her blood pressure may be too high. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the kids may not be feeling it that day, you Mm -hmm. know, um, or the baby may be sleepy, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's like even though we'll still make it happen, but we will do our all to make sure we get on out there, you know. Right, you just, like you Mm -hmm. did
1: today, you just have to pivot, right? You have to to pivot and, and kind of change plans and what I heard you say in the beginning was, is that you didn't know what to expect on this caregiver journey. It's new for everyone who starts there. They normally start in a crisis mode, right? And they're like, yes. oh my God, I need to figure it out, right? And then you learn right. things right. along the way. And that's one of the reasons that we like to do the podcast so people can hear what other people are doing, right? You, you don't yeah. have to struggle like that. There are resources that are available to support you through your journey. And so, you talk a little bit about um, the, the care for your for your mother in law. So, can you talk a little bit about her caregiving journey? Where you are right now with her as well? Yes. Care? Uh-huh.
0: yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, I, I definitely make sure that I'm that I'm there any type of way, uh, especially when it comes down to her blood pressure, her blood sugar. It's mm-hmm. like a, a set. She has to be on the set schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, she take her mo- her get up in the morning, take her medicine early in the morning. I actually started being fully hands on, um, just just making it my everyday thing. Um, I want to say just recently, what twenty? Did I say twenty? Yeah, twenty nineteen. That's when I twenty twenty. I'm sorry, twenty twenty is when I like officially was like all hands on, like hundred mm-hmm. percent. I know in 2019, I was just getting the gist of it because I just had our son, you know, so I didn't really know how to do it. But, um, but yeah, like far as the journey with her, which is me and her, um, we have our talk sometimes. I ask her in the morning time, how are you feeling? Are you doing all right? You know, she may say she is doing okay. Most of the time she say, you know, I'm all right, you know, and Uh, give her her medicine first thing in the morning i go ahead and make sure she goes to the bathroom she's immobile but not as much she definitely needs to hold on to me in order to get to the bathroom so i don't i don't mind it at all you know um making sure that her hygiene is on point that's important to me because you know she she's not able to bathe herself you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so um I want to make sure that that right there makes her feel good, mm. you know, yeah. making sure that she's washed up every day if she don't get a shower. Mm. Um, If she do get a shower, I know that me and my husband do that together because me lifting her up, you know, of course, I can't do that on my own. So right. right. he'd be there to help with that. But as far as me and her journey, um, I can say that um, it's very hands on. Mm-hmm. Uh, patience is is very huge is <laughs> a very huge patient mm-hmm. uh, because at times you know you I motivate her mm-hmm. I, I feel like if she say for example what well, I can't or I'm not able to or I don't think this I say, well we're not gonna say that we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna turn these words into some positive we're gonna say that you can you will and you are You know, so we've been talking positive. That helps her. That helps her motivate her in some way. You know, um, it's not easy, but me being her caregiver, I basically make sure that it's a positive way. Like, I have to bring in positive energy. I can't, you know, I hear, I'm also in a caregiving group as well. I found that out through Facebook. That helps me tremendously. That Right. Really helped me because a lot of them, majority of caregivers, they they sh- they share this light on caregiving, which I really which I'm so glad you got this podcast, because many right. people need to know it don't have to be depressing, it don't have to be sad, you don't have to, you know, have a bad health. Right. You know it's the mindset. It's right. literally the mindset. If you have the right mindset by being consistent with mm-hmm. them, by motivating them, yes. praying with them, um, yes. letting them know that, hey, it's this event going on. And, you know, if you're up for it, is you know, like just right. letting them know that, hey, you're yes, you're here. We're caring for you. But have them feel included as a family, you know, not just I know giving them pills, giving them what they want. You know, they stuck in their ways, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that can get a bit overwhelming right. but at the same time if you kind of just not push it or force it but let them know that hey you know just want to let you know what's going on today if you're up for it, it's fine if you're not it's fine you right. know like just including them into events and stuff even if they have a strong negative mindset it's mm-hmm. like you have to try to at least still make them feel included you right. know i, I can right. only imagine um, being in her position, being in pain every day, right. that's not something, you know, that's not something that I I have experienced, but I'm pretty sure mentally, mm-hmm. I can only imagine there's nothing she can do about it, right. you know, mm-hmm. so we do what we can to, you know, include her in everything, help her grandbabies, you mm-hmm. know, we, we know that she's not able to hold them because one side of her body is a little numb. Okay. Um, like I said it comes from the stroke so she's numb on one side of her body where the left side she's using her left hand I mean okay. I'm sorry she's using her right hand I'm sorry so the left side of her body is numb but her left side I mean her left hold on I'm sorry her left side <laughs> of the body is numb I'm sorry about that and the right side of her body is not numb
1: right. <laughs> that's okay. what I'm trying
0: to get to yeah so
1: you so know. you know hmm. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to say that. So, you know, as you talked about kind of the, all the things that you do for her, you know, what you all do, you know, individually and what you do together and um, and making sure she's inclusive in everything. Right. And so how do you include the rest of the family? What are their roles in kind of helping your mother in law? Do they kind of have some little things that they do as well?
0: Yes, I would say, um, yeah, like the whole house, like our five-year-old, um, she's so helpful. Um, we would give her her water, you know, when we fill my mom's law water cup, but we will like, can you take this to, to grandma? And she was like, sure, you know, so she gets so excited and help her, you know, and give her her uh-huh. water. Or if it's like something just small, like her apron that we have to put on her, you know, she'll take that up there our three-year-old son, he's also brought something down from grandma. Like, for example, if it's like, um, I guess it's like a little uh, cup or something, it's like a little small plastic teacup or something like that, that we give her just in case of her blood pressure is too high, we'll give her like some um, uh, pickle juice inside of that little teacup. So when she finishes. it, he would get it. He was like, "I got it, Grandma." I said, "Oh, look at you being such a little helper." So they—they they, even though they're little people, they definitely help. And our thirteen-year-old, she pretty much um, helped out with help helping her to the bathroom, back and forth to the bathroom, and everything. And also, we had to also get like therapy and uh, counseling. Well, not therapy, counseling for her you know, we didn't know that it impacted her quite a bit, even though she's helpful. She do love her grandma. She's, um, you know, hands-on and everything. So I know for a fact that that really, really, really can get to her by mm-hmm. her, you know, just
1: helping, right. like,
0: consistently all the time. And, you know, being a 13-year-old, let me see, when I was 13, I didn't, I didn't, I helped but I didn't, like, help an elderly, you know, like, right. I didn't do caregiving, you know, yeah. I'm more- so yeah. it was outside had right. friends yeah. it was very different from her you right. know For her it was very different but she didn't mind helping her back and forth to the bathroom um pulling her underwear up you know um when she because she's not able to do that mm-hmm. um giving her any medicine that she may need at night time before bed mm-hmm. um and uh, of course giving her a kiss good night um Helping her with her phone just in case if she's not able to see the numbers, have help her helping her operate her phone and everything. Those are only responsibilities we, you know, not really responsibilities, because it's not technically her responsibility, it's ours. Mm-hmm. So we we just basically just helped her um had I'm sorry, had her to help her the best way that we want for her help. You know, not not like a force, but like, hey, if you're able to, can you take her blood pressure for us? You know, she can't do the blood sugar. Um, I normally do that. You know, you have to pick her finger and everything else. But the blood pressure stuff, she definitely know how to do.
1: So, you know, as, as you kind of just talked about, your experience growing up and her experience growing up um, was mm-hmm. so different when it came. Because even though you may have given your grandmother a glass of water or help her fix a plate, but then you ran outside and played with the rest of the kids. Yes. And always there kind of sitting with her, going to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, because... It felt like it wasn't that as much of a need as, as it is right now. And when we talk about healthcare and people being in their home, when people are living in their home now, they're living much sicker than they were 20, 30 years ago. They're living yeah. much longer as well. And so it is a different circumstance. And so, you know, as an adult, it can be a lot for you alone. Yeah. So you imagine for someone young that it could be a lot for them. But well, yeah the thing is that she has a counselor. She's able to express that. But she is considered to be a caregiver. And so um, as we met, one of the things that we're trying to focus on now is looking at those young care- caregivers, because that's an opportunity right. that we're not getting. And when we say young, we're talking like 18 and younger, you know, somewhere in that 25, the school age group, college, high school. Right. Right. Elementary school, there are millions of them caregivers, and so I'm glad you were able for your daughter to see, you know, something was going on, and get her that counseling and give her the break that she needed to kind of feel like a normal teen. And she, are, you know, you yes. have a when you're a teenager anyway, right? The world <laughs> yeah, is just awful, and you know, it that. is so
0: important. Like, like people really have to factor that in when you say, "Yeah, I'll take the responsibility." You know, like you, you, and that's something me and my husband, which I'm glad you mentioned it. That's something me and him did not expect. You know, we just, we just went in and and was like, oh yeah, come on, you know, this, that and the other. And, and, and when we first took her in, everything stopped, Mm -hmm. you know, we used to take, you know, our, she was uh, eight at the time. (laughs) She's 13 now, but she was eight at the time. And the little one was younger too um she pretty much you know she she didn't understand what was going on she went we we took her to Dave and Buster's like almost every two weeks to like none at all you know and it went from her going to gymnastics to like oh we you know we have to stop you know because we had to move out you know that was another transition for her along with caregiving so um it, it was a lot. It was a lot. So what did we end up doing? We end up, you know, just honestly, just reaching out to a family member, you know, my sister, we just end up reaching out to her, had her to go basically stay with her for a minute so she can get, I guess a break from all of us, wow. you know, and, and, and as a mother, it's okay to do what's best for your you know, your your teenager, right. if they if it's gonna help them mentally, because you don't want uh, suicide, depression, right. mental illness. That's you don't right. want any of those things coming about. In order for them to be able to have a stable mindset and to let them know that everything is okay, and right. she's okay with it. You know, yeah. so when we when we sent her to you know go stay with my sister, she she felt good. Like she don't she's been a a, a teenager, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And caregiving is not always bad. I know it's being looked at as, you know, you you getting like years taken away and, you know, your life is being on hold and stuff. And don't get me wrong, at one point, that's how I felt. Mm -hmm. I I, I came to my husband and Mm -hmm. I told him that. I said, this is his day. I'm not going to scrooch it up. Like, it's just, you know, all glamorous, Mm -hmm. you know, so... I definitely told my husband at one point because we had to get a therapist. Right when it was getting, um, it it was starting to get very heavy on our marriage. Mm -hmm. You know, it was starting to impact our marriage, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so you know, I needed some help because I was falling into postpartum depression plus depression and just you know constantly moving and not having like no time to just myself. And, you know, if I feel like that, I can only imagine how our
1: 13-year-old felt. you know. It feels like she doesn't have a choice, you know. And and sometimes as as adults, we feel like we don't have a choice as well. But that's my role. This is all I know what I have to do. And Albany, I am so thankful that you're being so completely honest about the relationship, not only with your daughter, but with your husband yes yeah. caregiving can be stressful on all relationships mm-hmm. the, relationship the one that you're caring for and everybody else that's in the house so i appreciate yeah. your, your honesty because someone needed to hear that and it's yeah. okay to be upset to feel like why me uh yes. bad day where you're upset yeah. you know i'm doing all this work and you know, the person is just sitting there enjoying what we're doing. You know, in reality, mm-hmm. they're not. They probably don't want, they want to live on their, their lives themselves independently, right? It's and so very, everybody yeah. has all these emotions and we try to sometimes, you know, we do say that it's tough and sometimes we sugarcoat it, but the reality is it's ups and downs. And it's oh, all it's different. different. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, it's healthy. It's Everything different. is different. Mm-hmm. But it's okay to feel that array of emotions. You're human and you need to be able to release that in some form.
0: I'm glad you mentioned it because, you know, our family, well, I guess his side of the family, it's more so like I found out that because my husband was doing it before I stepped in. But yeah, other than that, like when when my husband, he was doing it for a while first. Like what happened was when it, um, when my husband was in it for a minute, that's when he was holding everything together because it feels, he didn't really let loose until I saw it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when me and him got into it together with my mom-in-law and I started getting more hands-on because, you know, he, he works and I'm, I'm at home, I'm at Mm -hmm. at home. Right. So he, of course, works, but when he come home, he don't just, you know, get, get doing his own thing. He steps on in and helps, you know, because right. like is, you said, it's like, this is what we do, you know,
1: right. mm-hmm. is, um, does he have any other brothers or sisters? Yes. Yes. Okay. He, he, so he, he definitely has. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He, he has a brother and he, I, I want to say he has a few sisters on his dad's side but um uh, between his, him and his mom yes he, he does has a brother his brother has um his family and everything else um they was actually looking after her before we came and got her and brought her here okay you okay. know so okay. Mm-hmm. okay all right yeah because because it's like you have to um be sure to at some point um not hold back any emotions like what you said, it's okay to cry, it's okay to yell out, it's okay to be upset. It's so and when you get those emotions out, it's like you'll feel so much better. Mm-hmm. And and it's been several times I was like, okay, why me? And I didn't picture my life having kids and looking after right. his mom in law. You know, I did picture having kids with him and being married and traveling,
1: mm-hmm. but that
0: doesn't that doesn't mean that we cannot travel with her, you know. No. Yeah. so okay. that, at one point it was like that. yeah okay. to where you know people looked at us as I mean we was getting a, a, a lot of good support but also you know we we also got another support to where it's like oh okay we want to know what you was doing all right well we'll call you back not yeah. oh I'm gonna come and help or oh, oh let yeah. me the, take yeah. them to the side for a minute you know we didn't get none of that. We mm-hmm. didn't get none of that, you know, and it's like, it's kind of like, since you took her in, that's you, like, whenever y'all finish, you know, just let me know. I'll look after the kids for you. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but our mother-in-law here too. Right. Yes.
1: <laughs>
0: so, that's right.
1: Yeah. You know, so here hearing that, you know, trying to balance all of that, um, tell me if you have any type of a self-routine, a self-care routine and and what does that look like? And if you just have none at all, what would you like to see as a starting point or some part of your self-care plan?
0: You know what? That is a good question. Um, I honestly do not have a self-care routine. I honestly just, you know, to be honest, me and my husband talked about that, you know, because he basically Will keep the kids, you know. He he would have to get the kids, you know, and like just go somewhere. Like, if you want to go to, you know, and and I will feel guilty. I will. I guess I got so immune to it to where I didn't I didn't think that I needed, you mm. know, self care. You know, to be honest, I I didn't because I didn't look at I. I program my mind to where it's like, okay, I need to get up. I need to make sure my mom-in-law is good. I need to make sure that our two little ones are good. I need to go ahead. It's like I have such a routine going to where I I would look for stuff for the kids, like any type of um, uh, events that is going on at Lowe's or anything that's going on uh at the children's museum or you know like i'm i'm okay. doing stuff like that and i let yeah. my mom and Lola know like hey because she don't be at home too long by herself no more than probably 30 minutes okay. um, and that means because she's good we make sure okay. she have her medicine and yeah. i stay in communication with my husband and be like okay are you en route if you en route right. i'll leave so she won't okay. be here that long we okay. make sure the alarm is on and then after that it it don't be no more than 30 minutes any if it's longer than that then i would have to just stay and make sure he gets here and then me and the kids would be already ready and i can just go ahead and leave out but i don't have a um i don't really have a self-care i know i I enjoy praying Mm -hmm. so i tend to pray um Mm -hmm. i may spend no more than like 30 minutes or an hour just praying Mm-hmm. You know, um, other than that, I don't I never thought about it. I guess mm-hmm. you know, that makes sense. I never really thought about it. Yeah. And I, I do hear a lot of my friends, family, that was like, you know, oh well, you need a break. And in my mind, I'm like, I get that I need one, but how am I gonna get it? You know?
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so we so we <laughs> are planning the seed today for that to to start that self-care plan. And, you know, like you're doing your 30 minutes, you can count that as if it's just time that you're spending alone, that can be a, C, a starting point for that. You're at least doing that. Hopefully that's once a day that gives you some time alone, but, you know, I understand the, the need to want to plan for things for your kids, because you feel like you're not doing as much for your kids because you care for your mother-in-law yes. and that time away. So as soon as I get a minute, I'll take the kids here, <laughs> take the kids there. Right. And yes. we about us. But just as important it is for the, to have time with them, to have time with you and your husband. And so those people who are calling and saying, you need a break, you need to do something. You know what? Can you come by here for about an hour on Saturday right. and watch the kids? <laughs> husband and I can go for a walk or have a meal or something. You know, mm-hmm. just ask the question. And when they offer, accept the help. But just to start somewhere for yourself, for your husband, Um, And for the two of you all to gather, because that's all about those relationships that are being built or being um, pulled apart because of everything that's going on. So we do want to keep that in mind. But you are doing a little bit of something. We just want to branch and make make it purposefully, because again, you have to take care of yourself (laughs) before you do everybody else, right? And we want to. and so yes, what we're trying
0: to do... Go uh, ahead, Eleni I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, yeah, I, I do a... Wait, get down, baby. I know you did. You gave me a hug. Get, get baby, yes, baby. Thank you. We don't want to wake up, baby. Yeah, like I, I will say that, Um, like I told my husband that when it comes to the kids, you know, they, they enjoy being around their dad, but for some mm-hmm. reason, they also like literally love being around me like like 20 7 you know and, and it's not just that even when they're down for their nap or something like that um like i said it's you know the the four month old a five-year-old and a three-year-old well in reality y'all know that they may take a nap and we know that they may not take a nap Mm-mm. And they may not take a nap, so mm-hmm. it's like you you got when you know you got some days where they want to listen and they don't want to listen, you mm-hmm. know. So it, it's it's a it's a reality mm-hmm. thing. It doesn't mean that is um that is something wrong with them. It just means that they're just kids. My they're they're gonna get busy. They don't um thank you, baby. They don't really understand. You know, I mean, they're they're smart kids, but you know, um, they they just don't understand sometimes so, you know you've got right. other people looking at it as oh well they just bad you know when you caregiving mm-hmm. when you caregiving and having a family right. they look at it as they look at it as bad behavior um mm-hmm. because i was in a caregiving group and i also was talking to somebody who mm-hmm. have a family not little ones but mm-hmm. they have like teenagers ranging right, from the 12 13 and the right. eighteen-year-old, right. and I remember they shared with me. They said that you know they just not feeling it today, you know. And she said that she didn't got so many criticisms saying that oh well, they just bad, they being mm-hmm. just respectful and and it's like no, they just they just been the twelve and thirteen-year-old, not the eighteen-year-old, mm-hmm. but the eighteen-year-old is very respectful. But the twelve mm-hmm. and thirteen-year-old, they just wanted to get out, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So right. like today, I'm gonna take them to the playground, you know. Mm-hmm um once he get here so it's just stuff you have to consistently do to to get them to understand that i'm paying attention to you right. that i hear you that i'm listening because caregiving can also get to a point where they may not think that you're not
1: listening to them you know
0: right. and
1: so i guess uh um, <laughs> oh. yeah. Uh oh. So what what we'll do is um, we'll go ahead and, and get a sponsor break, and we'll come back and just kind of um, get a, learn a little bit more about your journey and uh, um, hear a little bit more. So we'll be right back.
0: Hey, Dad, your prescription will be ready in just a minute. Hey, Dad, your laundry will be ready in just a minute. Dad, your lunch will be ready in just a minute.
1: Hey, honey, why don't you take a minute? When you help care for a loved one, you give them as much time as you can. But it's just as important to take time for yourself. AARP can help. Find free care guides to support you and your loved one at aarp.org caregiving. That's aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ed Council. Welcome back. We have Elbany Maxwell. She is here sharing her story for her and her family. So we want to jump back into the discussion, Elvin, El, and talk a little bit about, um, as we talk about your experience, what would you say is one word you would use to describe your caregiving journey to date? Okay. Um, yes. you would describe it with a caregiver who was um, new to the journey in your current circumstance.
0: Consistent. Mm.
1: Okay. That,
0: that's one word I would literally consistent the reason why i say consistent you have to be consistent being positive mm-hmm. you have to be consistent with being motivated mm-hmm. you have to be consistent of um being determined mm-hmm. you know you got to be consistent on getting up out of bed every day and having a purpose on just getting it done mm-hmm. so that's why you that's why but yeah okay. being consistent would be the word yeah that would help a whole lot and and being consistent with the with the i guess the mindset the attitude the patience you know you want to have consistent good patience at all times and i know people ask me all the time how do you do it without not um getting you know going out of your mind that's right that's right i get that all the time and it's, it's being consistent consistent with praying Mm-hmm. Consistent with keeping a level mindset, so you won't fall into that depression and right. that you know suicidal mindset. Because you got yes. some caregivers who want to just end it because it's right. been so overwhelmed, That's right. you know. Yeah, and um, and it's That's right I love it. It's,
1: I love yeah, it.
0: it's it's, it's life, you know, um in a positive way if you just consistent. That's right.
1: Okay, so. What are you? So, as we talk about a call to action, what are two things that you would recommend caregivers do immediately after listening to this podcast today?
0: Definitely do your best to uh, get it's okay to share your emotions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, do not hold your emotions in, it's, it's, it is okay to express your, emo- we all are human, you know, I guess society making seem as though you have to hold it in, it's okay to let it out every day is not mean? a happy day, you know right. so so it's, like, it's like, when it comes down to it, you have to at some point be able to get to a point in your life where it's like, it's okay to cry, it's okay to tell friends and family I just do not feel like talking at the moment Mm -hmm. You know, give me a moment. It's okay to say that, you know, if they're upset and they know your situation, then they don't understand it.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. You know, they're not in your shoes. So, you know, they can't really just be like, oh, well, you're not talking to me today or you're not answering the phone or, you know, you haven't called me back. And I'm like, do you not know what I'm doing right now? I'm busy
1: handling five other lives, literally taking care of five other lives. (laughs) Live. okay so what
0: would you say number two would be the first one is uh what i say express your emotions number two i would say um to breathe to mm-hmm. always stop and breathe you can breathe 50 hundred times a day it's just if you need that breather to just breathe and breathe out mm-hmm. to get your mind together right. and the third the third thing i would highly say if you're a caregiver is to definitely um Never give bad news to your caregiver that you're caring for, mm. you know, like somebody that you're caring for, never give them any bad news or anything that's um dealing with, oh well, you know, we won't be able to go here today or you know, or you know just anything like just try to even if you're married um like boy, I'll give an example, like me and my husband had something going on with just me and him where we just wasn't talking mm-hmm. and it went from that to mm-hmm. you know um just just a lot going on that day mm-hmm. and so we didn't let my mom-in-law know because we don't want for her blood pressure to go up for <laughs> her, her to get in any type of way you know as far as her health we always make sure we give her good news because we know when we care for her we don't want to give her no bad news mm-hmm. any type of bad news that we give her it's like it, it affects her medically, mm-hmm. you know? So I would definitely say to not give the person you're caring for any bad news. I don't care if any of their friends pass away or anything like that, like,
1: you know, just- And, and, I, and I think that's very individualized because, um, you know, life is, is good and bad things, right? And so right. it's the way right. that we present it to them and and for them at what level of reception they're at, And um, it just, it's just very individual. And so sometimes the way that we present the information, whether it's good or bad, sometimes it has to happen. So mm-hmm. that's very individualized of when and how you do that because life is good mm-hmm. and bad, right? And so, mm-hmm. but you certainly don't want to bring day to day drama that happens to them because it does upset them. And the next right. day is really different. So they don't need to know everything that's going on. Right. It's very individualized. Like, like
0: to keep a peaceful household. Yeah. Right. Like, like if you keep a peaceful household, it will it will it will help them out i believe a lot better you know of of who of who they care for um yeah you're right i do agree with that yes definitely in the individual way but um but also but also i would definitely make sure that at the end of the day i would uh thank you baby Mm -mm, you know you can't have that now you're not able to have it okay do you need to go to time out Okay, so we're gonna act right. All right. Okay, but yeah, other than that, I would definitely look at it as keeping a peaceful household, not having such a chaotic household. Mm-hmm. that can also um, do something so they medical, you know, do something to them medically. Um, but yeah, those are three things I would say.
1: Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Albany, for for sharing your your family's journey with us today. Um, Just continue to keep up the great work that you're doing. And I know that you've impacted the life of a a caregiver who has listened to them. So thank you for sharing. You're welcome.
0: You're welcome. I appreciate
1: it. Absolutely. So the Mm -hmm. Empowerment Hour is presented by Call for Caring. Our organization supports family caregivers through resources like today's podcast, expos, courses, and care grants. Please join us for our fourth uh, Atlanta Family Caregiver Expo on November 18th at Impact Church. Um, Stay tuned for more details. You can find out information about care grants and other programs um, at callforcaring.org. Today's episode can be heard on UpToMeRadio.com and your favorite podcast platform. Um, Or you can listen to or watch additional episodes from season one on our, our YouTube channel. So we hope today's episode of the Empowerment Hour has met our goal to educate, elevate, and empower caregivers during their caregiver journey. Thank you.